The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. You may be seated. Are you ready for the word? We're looking at the life of faith. The life of faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 6, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. That means faith brings God pleasure. It has been said, God's greatest pleasure is to be believed. God's greatest pain is to be doubted. To doubt God is a question of his integrity. To doubt God is a calling him a liar. But when you are in faith or you believe God's word, you're saying, Lord, I believe you said the truth. In Romans chapter 3, we're going to read from verse 3 to 4. What if some did not believe? Would their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? In other words, the fact that you did not believe God doesn't mean God is unfaithful. You see that? And the fact that you didn't receive what you wanted doesn't mean God didn't give someone else. Because God is a constant. He's not respect our presence. See? If he didn't work for you, it doesn't mean God failed. It means you didn't receive. We are dealing with a perfect God. The Bible says his work is perfect and all his ways are just. He's a God of faithfulness without injustice. True and upright is he. Verse 4. It says, certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but what? But every man a liar. Faith is accepting God's word as truth and acting upon it. It was Kennedy Hagen who said, faith is acting as though the word of God is true. So the word of God is true, you act like it. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse 6. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. God is excited when we believe him. See? That's why when there is little faith, God acts. Little faith. Peter walked on the water with little faith. Not big faith. See, because he's excited whenever I believe him. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew 14, verse 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Next. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Next. And being answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. We'll come to that later. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked in the water to go to Jesus. 
Next. But when he saw the wind boisterous and he was afraid and began to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Next. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Peter walked on water with little faith. The issue was his doubt. See, God is excited when you believe him. Let's go back to Hebrews 11 verse 6. The Bible says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. We'll come to that later. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. No, now notice, faith believes that he is and he is a rewarder. You see that? Now the atheist or the atheist who says there's no God, notice he doesn't believe. So God says, you must believe that he is. Because faith is rooted in who God is. And that's why we said that your faith in God will never be greater than your revelation of God. You must believe that he is and as a rewarder, of those who diligently seek him. That means faith is a confident expectation based on God's word. Faith is a confident expectation based on God's word. All right. Habakkuk 2.4. The Bible tells us, But the proud his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now that means the proud man cannot walk by faith. See, because humility is submitting to the integrity of God, the faithfulness of God. When you are in humility, you are saying, God, you are more faithful. You, you, I, I believe you, though my circumstances and my feelings are lying to me, but I choose to believe you. It says, behold, the proud is always not upright in him, but the just shall live by what? His faith. If the just lives by faith, they die by unbelief. See, that means, number one, faith is a way of life. Faith is a lifestyle. You know, for many people, faith is what we used to get things from God. If you live your life that way, you won't maximize faith. Faith is a lifestyle. In Romans 12 verse 3, I want us to read it in the King James Version. For I say to the grace given unto me, to every man as among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now notice, whenever he's dealing with faith, he must deal with the issue of pride. Listen to it again. For I say through the grace given unto me that to every man as among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. And he said, don't think highly. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. But to think how soberly 
I said, a proud man can't walk by faith. According as God had dealt to every man, watch this, the measure of faith. God has dealt to how many? Every man. So every Christian has faith. God has dealt to every one of us the measure. Now, if, let's say this is a seven spoon, and this is another seven spoon, they're not the same measures. Am I right? So we can say a measure. But it says the measure. So God has given to every one of us the measure of faith. Say, I have the measure of faith. Yeah. You're not going to stand there. Look at Second Peter 1 verse 1. 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. So Simon Peter is a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained, what did we obtain? Like precious faith with us. So Peter says, we have the same faith that he had. Now that's the faith that walks on water. That's the faith that makes your shadow heal the sick. It says, to them that have obtained life, precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So how did we get it? By the righteousness of God and our Savior. So this faith is a gift. Say, I have Peter's kind of faith. Sure. In Mark eleven twenty two, in the Young's Literal Translation, YLT, it says, have faith of God. That means I have God's kind of faith. See, faith is a fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5.22 And God is a spirit and I'm born of the spirit. Which means I have the spirit of faith. Because faith is a fruit of the spirit. I have the God kind of faith. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13, the Bible says, but we having the same spirit of faith. So we have the same faith that Paul had. We have the same faith that, that Peter has. We also have the faith that God has. My son is a very intelligent boy because he has an intelligent father. You are a child of God. If you are born again, you are a child of God. Like Father. So when you pray, what do you say? Our. That means whatever is in your Father is in you. Say, I have the faith of God. Galatians 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live by, I now live in the flesh. I live by the, by the, I live by the, by what? By the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Say, I have the faith of God. I have the faith of the Son of God. 
Think about that. He had the same faith that Jesus had. He had the same faith that God has. He said, can you tell me? I have the faith that God has. In Mark 11, 23, Jesus said, Whosoever, very, very, I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now, God brought forth the mountain by words. And in verse 22, young clear translation says, Have faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. Then it says, in verse 23, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be, be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his hand, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever I said. He says, just like when God spoke and brought forth the mountain, you too, by that faith of God in you, can tell the mountain to go into the sea. That means faith releases the creative power of God. The realm of faith is the realm of creation. See, faith-filled words have creative power. Faith-filled words. Have creative power. That means, with your words, you can change what you are going through. Because for God to change darkness to light, God said, let there be light. Hello? So now, you can use your words to change your situation. You got to talk to it. So if you believe what you say will come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. Notice what he said. You shall have whatsoever. It gave you a blank check. He said, if you know how to use this faith of God already in you, you can have life the way you want it. So the problem is not with God. The issue is whether we as believers have learned to use our faith the way God knows how to use his faith. Don't forget we are his children. In Ephesians 5 verse 1, Give it to me in the New King James. Listen to this. Therefore, be imitators of God as their children. Children imitate their father. So, oh, apostle, I got a problem. Father God, do something. He says, son, daughter, use your words. Whatever is in me is in you because I'm in you. Whatever is in me is in you because I'm in you. Because God is in you, his capacity is also in you. Is this helping anybody today? So we, we've got to learn to accept the word of God for what he says. I have the faith of God, the faith of the son of God, the faith of Peter. The same kind of faith Peter has. And the faith is a gift. In Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. The Bible says, for by grace you have been saved. Now that word is so, so you can say you have been healed. By grace you have been healed. So healing is by grace. Salvation is by grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor. 
And that's why if you notice, when people came to Jesus for healing, they always said, Jesus, that son of David, what? Have mercy on me. Because healing is a gift of grace. You don't pay for healing, you receive healing. Is this happening to anybody today? For by grace you've been saved through faith, and now none of yourselves, what do you say? It is the gift of God. The salvation is a gift. The faith is a gift. In verse 9 it says, None of works, lest anyone should boast. In other words, your healing is a gift. Your salvation is a gift. So you can boast. Your prosperity is a gift. You can boast. You say, can I say my prosperity is a gift? 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. So that you through his might become rich. How? The grace. Notice, you got to know the grace to access the wealth. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Habakkuk 2 verse 4. It says, For it said, behold, the, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by what? His faith. Not by his pastor's faith. Shall live by his faith. So we can say, faith is personal. A lot of times we want to live by someone else's faith. We want to live by our pastor's faith. By our mother's faith. No, you got to live by your faith. In Hebrews 11, 11, the Bible says, Through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. It says, okay, Genesis, through faith. Or we can say, by faith. See that? It says, Sarah said, received strength to conceive seed and was delivered. Give it to me the New King James because it's easier for them. It says, and she bore a child when she was past age. Notice that. She bore a child when she was past age. Like I've told you, faith transcends time, space, and matter. It is never too late to receive a miracle. That's why we raise the dead. Because it is never too late to receive a miracle. In the realm of faith, time is not a factor. The Bible says she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. We'll come back to that later. Notice it was based on the revelation that God was faithful. That's why the faith is personal. Something may be happening in your life and you get an answer like this. Somebody might struggle with that problem till they die. It's based on your faith. And your faith is based on your revelation of God. In Romans 1 verse 17, the Bible says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. When you understand the righteousness of God, it's a faith you have. In Proverbs 12, verse 28, the Bible says, 
in the way of righteousness is life, and his pathway thereof is no death. It says, for in it, in what? In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it's written, the just shall live how? By faith. Any other way you live will kill you. Living in unbelief is like dying without knowing. That's why the Bible says to be carnally minded is death. Because to live by faith is to live by the spirit. Because faith is the fruit of the spirit. The spiritual man lives by faith. Anybody can go by what they see. But a man of faith goes by the word of God. In Galatians 3 verse 11. But then no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident for the just shall live by faith. When you know that God will treat you as though sin had never been. Because grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. God treating you as though sin never happened. That's why when God forgives you and never remembers your sin, it's as though you never seen that sin. It blots it out and God will never mention it again. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10 verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. See, faith pleases God. Just don't draw back. So what is faith? Faith is what based confidence. Because the word faith is what peace is. It means conviction, persuasion. So you're in faith where you have a conviction based on the word. Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Number two, faith is a confident attitude based on God's word. When you're in faith, your confidence is based on what God has said. In Hebrews 13, 5 to 6, the Bible says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Now, most of you don't understand this. God is saying, I will never abandon you nor leave you without support. In other words, God says, I will be your sponsor forever. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 27 verse 10. When father and mother forsake me, it says, then the Lord will take care of me. Say, I cannot be abandoned. Yeah, you will not be abandoned. Because God is going to take care of you. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. If you really believe God is going to take care of you, can the economy affect God? That means, irrespective of the economy, you'll be well cared for. Till I get a better amen. All right. Verse 6. Hebrews 13.6. Now we may, so we may boldly say, he himself has said, faith is always based on the word. 
He himself has said in verse 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Notice that your confidence is always based on divine revelation. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Number three. Faith is taking God at his word. In Luke 1 verse 38. Mary said in the old King James said, Be it unto me according to your word. Faith is taking God as what? When you're in faith, you're saying, if God said so, I believe it and that settles it. Number four, faith is a visible expression of confidence in God and his word. James 2.18, look at this. But some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith visible without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, faith is a visible expression of confidence in God and his word. Verse 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Verse 20. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? James 2.26. It says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. That means faith needs to be activated. There's passive faith and active faith. So child of God, you have faith. But when you act on the word, you activate your faith. Are we together? Say, I have faith. Yeah, you do. Elements for a life of faith. Number one, faith begins with a written word. See, whatever you're believing God for, it must be promised in the word of God. If there's no promise of that thing in the word of God, you can't have faith for it. See, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's got to be in line with the written word. In Romans 4 verse 17, the Bible says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations as it is written. Have you found out what is written? Everything you find in this book that's written in this book is settled forever. Everything you find in this book is backed by a blood covenant. In other words, if God doesn't fulfill it, he ceases to be God. Everything here is a sworn oath. But when you don't know that, you just read the Bible like any other book. So long as there's day and night, the word of God is still working. You never wake up one day and night is morning and morning is night. No. Because it is regulated by the word of God. And so long as God is not breaking his word with the night and day, it won't break his word unto you. Faith begins with what is written. You can't you can have faith where you don't know what God has said about it. So you got to have faith. Look at Matthew 8. Look at verse 1, verse 1 to 4. Look at this man. He didn't know. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Verse 2. Look at this leper. And but a leper came and washed him and saying, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, if you desire, if you are desirous, if you take pleasure in doing it, you can make me clean. Lord, Lord I don't have a question about your ability. I don't doubt your ability. But I don't know whether you're willing. 
Next. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Now notice he said, if you are willing, you can. He said, I am willing. And touched him and said, be cleansed. In John 5 verse 30, look at this. Jesus said, I cannot myself do nothing as I hear a judge. And my judgment is righteous because I not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. So, Jesus is willing. And what? The Father is willing. You need food in your house? He said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. He's willing. In Luke 12 verse 32, the Bible says, it is Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you. That means whatever you need in the kingdom of God is given because he wants to give you the kingdom. Notice, he will give you the kingdom. You, 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 the entire kingdom. Are you following me? Luke twenty two twenty nine. It says, I bestow upon you a kingdom just as the Father bestowed one upon me. So, the question whether God would do this for me or do that for me has been answered. Jesus is willing. The Father is willing. John 6 verse 38. Jesus is talking. It says, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. That means everything Jesus did was the will of God. Jesus always healed the sick. There's nobody that came to Jesus and said, Jesus, he said, no, I'm not going to heal you. No, he always healed them. Why? Because he's always willing to heal. 